This is episode 77 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life. They are short, powerful messages about living life on earth. Proverbs, and this is something I just realized in church last week. So if you already knew this, please don't think that I'm not so bright. But we have David, who wrote a good number of psalms. David's son, Solomon, who asked for wisdom, wrote a good number of proverbs. And I don't know why, it just got me thinking like father and son writing such significant parts of the Bible. And I was like, that's quite a legacy right there, you know? Yeah, real power team, definitely. Yeah. So what speaks to you from the book of Proverbs? I've said this before, but I heard my first proverb before I knew it was a proverb because I was a new believer in church singing a song. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart Mm. and lean not to my understanding. And I'm There's like, actual hey. leaning going on there. Right? A lot of leaning, <laughs> a lot of leaning. And then later, well, there, right, right, right in Proverbs 3, hmm. 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So, yeah, I love those in the beginning when I would sing the Bible and then all of a sudden I'd see the Bible. But what caught my eye and heart later was this Christian life, it's like, wait a minute, there's so many times, and still, I lean on this, leaning and going on again, is that I don't understand this, God. It doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. I don't understand this situation. Why is this happening, and why is that happening? And there it is, right in Proverbs, that trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. So it's like, okay, all right, I get that. I don't understand, but I don't have to understand the situation. I just have to understand and know the one who does. And Mm. and as long as I'm acknowledging him, he promises to make my path straight. Now, they may not be feeling straight at the time. They may Mm. be kind of wobbly and wonky and all over the place. And I don't understand. Oh, okay. Go right back to Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him. And he promises to do that. I like that um, big picture perspective, though, Steve, of saying when I don't get it, like just looking at what God has already said about it, because the one uh, proverb I've picked, I think, is for me, it's as well. It's a perspective thing. This is one. It's a proverb from Solomon, but it's not from the book of Proverbs. It's one of the proverbs he wrote that makes it into the book of Ecclesiastes in our Old Testament. And I apologize ahead of time for it sounding like it's depressing. But bear with me because it's actually really good in Ecclesiastes 7, verses 2 and 3. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For this is the end of all mankind, and the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter. For by sadness of face, the heart is made glad. Like, wait a second. We do like a morning show. We kind of like laughter. (laughs) Sorrow is better than laughter. Well, it's like this big picture perspective thing. He says it right here. Solomon's looking at it. He's got more wisdom than anybody else who had lived at that point. And he says, look, guys, every single one of us is going to end up as the subject of a funeral someday. Like that's where every one of our lives is going. So like 
see what matters to people at the end, see what stuck out to their family at the end, see what was the, the thing that really defined their life at the end, take that wisdom, take that perspective and lay it to heart, not because you're obsessed with death, but because you want to live life well. So I'm looking at these verses and there's something I think about and something especially that is a perspective you get when you are able to be at a funeral for a faithful believer. You really do see like, yes, there is mourning. Yes, there is grieving, but it's not grieving without hope because you're looking at a life lived well and you're really looking at everything that matters more than anything else when you're in that place of mourning, the house of sadness. And I love how it puts it here too, that sorrow is better than laughter for by sadness of face, the heart is made glad. I think about that, the contrast of face and heart, a sad face, but a glad heart, because it's almost like the sadness of face is temporary, but the glad heart is this deep, eternal right. perspective mm -hmm. of joy that you get from looking at life and what really matters. So that's one. It's a proverb that I find myself going to. Yeah, it's in the book of Ecclesiastes, but it's still a proverb. It's this big picture wisdom of saying, where is all of this going? So how do I want to live my life right mm. now? I love that because there's kind of a companion thought, you know, happiness and sadness on the face versus joy or despair in the soul. Mm. And so often in the book of Proverbs, we'll see these companion verses. It's like this, but also this, you know, right. and, and you'll be reading and it's like, there's this thought. But then have you thought about this thought, you know, and it's kind of like problem solution or, you know, the right way and the wrong way. You see this juxtaposition of these two thoughts kind of in rapid fire and you get to Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. <laughs> Again, wow. there's a verse that sounds super, super sad and kind of a bummer, but this is where I find the encouragement in it. Do you ever feel like you're so countercultural when you're walking in your faith that you're just like out of step with all the things that are trendy and cool and fun and awesome and popular? Well, good, because there is a way that seems right to a man. And we can look at that and go, but that seems right. That seems good. But its end is the way to death. So then what do we do with that? Well, we keep going back to the word of God. If you want to know the way that not just seems right, right. but the way that actually is right, you will find that in the word of God. And so that warning is such an encouragement to me because if we are living in a way that truly honors the Lord, everything else that's going on around us should seem really, really weird. I feel kind of embarrassed now. Am I the only one who's going to sing during this episode? Um, uh, you don't have yeah, to probably. sing alone, Steve. <laughs> Therese couldn't find anything that rhymes with juxtaposition. <laughs> don't hit the snooze button. Come join us. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. You know, I thought I was hip. I thought I knew all about the latest and the greatest, especially when it comes to home trends and also kids. But this weekend, our friend Tim oh was involved in making something that I have never heard of, hmm. a DIY project for his daughter. Steve, have you ever heard of a mud kitchen? Nope. 
sort of a, a mud, mud room. Goes, Same a mud, mud room, yes. But what is a mud kitchen? When uh-huh. I saw that Tim and Tim was it your dad who yeah. helped you? Yeah, yeah. Tim and his dad handcrafted from like actual wood with <laughs> screws and nails and how drills. People, and how do people do this? Exactly. <laughs> it is an outdoor activity center where little kids can do all their messy projects. Right? So yeah. think of a space to make your mud pies, your mud muffins, your mud coffee. You know where kids can be messy wow. outdoors. So now Tim's daughter has a mud kitchen. Yeah. It's just, I wonder, I'm trying to still be hip and cool. Like, when can I get my mud reservation at this trendy (laughs) new place? Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. You said topsy-turvy. Topsy Can't even remember turvy. what it was all about right now, but you said right. topsy turvy. I'm like, I've turvy. said topsy turvy all my life. And just, where does that come from? Well, the topsy right. part that kind of makes sense. It's the top, and and it's upside down basically. You oh, know, so but, it's gotten all turvy. Right, exactly. It's uh, been turved around. It's basically one heads on the turf. The topsy part, oh, the top of oh, your head on the turf. Turvy, so it's turvy, turvy not even turvy. Well, it's really kind of lost. Be a... At least that's one of the explanations. Topsy so topsy okay. turvy. So, oh, how fascinating. Yeah, that's what I thought. I like that. Uh, and, but then as I was doing my deep, deep study on oh, topsy turvy, <laughs> I saw there's, the rails. So, there's, there's lots of other alternative alternatives to topsy turvy. Some different way to say topsy turvy. Oh. Okay. And also, just as almost a fun way, because it's fun to say topsy-turvy, right. give us other fun ways mm. that we say topsy-turvy. Maybe not as often as topsy-turvy. Scott and East Rochester, head over teacup. Head over uh, Head over teacup? Tea That's a good Head one. over teacup. Wow. Yep. Hello, this is Roger from Auburn. Good morning, y'all. I'm not sure if it fits the same, but uh, flabbergasted. Oh. You figure that out. Well, yeah, that means you're kind of upset a little what bit. What if, yeah. if we said flabberty gabberty, though? <laughs> <laughs> that would work. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard it that way, though, but now I have. So. Oh, yeah, but now, that makes hey. two of us. <laughs> hey. uh, you guys are always fun. I love to hear you in the morning. You should hear us in the Thank afternoon. You. We're really funny then. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually. Yeah, well, I have actually. Uh, we go um, to Kingdom Bound. You guys be there? Yeah, right? go. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. We'll be right. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll see you there then. Hi, it's Cece Ritter, and I live in Trout Run. Cece, what's your word for topsy turvy? Our family word. It is famous. It's called Fritzy Do. Fritzy Do. Absolutely. Uh, and my husband says. We need to call Webster and have it in the dictionary. Oh, you called someone even better than Webster. It's oh, yeah. the Rise Up Family Dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All- and it's, it's been forever, and I use it constantly. I'm going, oh, no, it's definitely Fritzy Do. Boy, I'll tell you. You know, my hair is like that many times in this, this uh, warm, it's humid weather. It's my Fritzy Do. It's my Fritzy Do. <laughs> Well, I'm an, a retired beautician, and I've woke up many days with Fritzy Do hair. <laughs> many blessings. My name is Julie. I live in Arcade, and our family word that we say all the time is squeejawed. Squeejawed? It's squeejawed. When things Where are is... twisted, we say they're squeejawed. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard that one. I love that. That's fun to say, too. Let's all say it. One, two, three. Squeegeon. Yep, a little adjective meaning crooked or deviant from the ideal. Yeah, you park the car a little squeegeon. Wow. (laughs) Or your clothing. Is Did you just <laughs> insult me? <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> 
Facing a whole new day is a lot easier when you remember that God is in charge. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Let me uh, be very clear. This has nothing to do, Therese, with your husband. Okay. This has oh, nothing okay. To do, nothing to do with my husband. Nothing mm. to do with your husband. Mm-hmm. But I heard it. You know how it, you know, I am with phrases. When I hear a phrase, I'm like, oh, that's, I use that all the time. Where does oh. that come from? Oh, I okay. see. And you're then you like, I heard it the other day. Okay. I heard the other day you get off scot free. <laughs> scot free. Why did your husband think Scott? So it has nothing to <laughs> right. do with him. I Although never loves, get off scot-free. He loves, a, he loves a good bargain, though, right? He loves a good he bargain. Does, Scott yes. likes he does. He okay. likes to go online, find the best deal. Sure. Okay. Anybody know where scot-free came from? I found out the other day. I wish I'm gonna I knew. Guess. I wish I go knew. Ahead. I don't yeah, know. I'm going to guess yeah. that it has something to do with Scottish people. Well, mm, I, I, you oh. could stretch it a little bit, but Scott oh. is another word back in 12th century England. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're in there. Close to the Scottish people. There you go. <laughs> Scott is another name for tax. Whoa, tax-free? Yeah, they called it. They call the tax a Scott uh, back in, that's where it came from. So if you get off scot-free. tax-free, I like thing. it. Now, here's the thing. What uh-huh. would happen back in 12th century England if there was a, what do you call a tax collector Named Scott. What do you call him? Uh, wait, wait. What do you call him? Scott. What do you call a tax collector Scott. named Scott, Scott back in that time? Scott. 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 Uh, um, I don't know. Scott. You call him Scott. What's <laughs> his name? What else did you call him? <laughs> we hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm trying to figure out how to say that less. Generally means you regret where you are right mm. now. It's like, oh, it seemed like a good idea at the time to stay up mm. later and watch my TV show another couple episodes. Such a good show. <sighs> but it wasn't worth it. And I think the key to this is thinking about, for me, it's thinking about future Tim. Future me. Future Tim. Doing the things now I'll be glad I did later instead of the things I regret. But it's a problem with future Tim. He's like pushing me around. Future Tim always wants me to go to bed at my bedtime. Can't stay up late, watch my show. Future Tim says, oh, I'm not going to like that. Future Tim wants me to do the dishes now so he's not going to have to do them later. Future Tim wants me to do all this stuff so that he doesn't have to worry about it. I've got to do it now. As far as I can tell, Future Tim is just using me to enable his lazy habits. (laughs) I I think I'm going to do what I want, Future Tim. (laughs) May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.